Please put your hands together as you take your seats. Praise God. Huh. So this is midweek service slash Bible study, right? It's not Sunday service. So I want to believe that the people in the house today are family members, right? Is it true? Are we family members? So we can tell ourselves some things, right, today, right? Okay, so I will start with one thing first before we get to what we're going to talk about this evening. There's a spiritual familiarity that has come into the house of God. Um, Minister Welly talked about it the other day when he preached. We're singing, unto the lamb that sits upon the throne, we raise a sound. And some of us are sitting and pressing phone. You should have as well sat at home. Because I don't know who you are singing and pressing your phone for. Because just in case, just in peradventure, let me not call somebody really up there. The governor of Lagos State comes in. You will stand. Whether you are pregnant or not. Whether leg they pain you or not. You will stand. Meaning that you esteem a human being whose breath is in his nostrils over the God that created the heaven and the earth. Spiritual familiarity. Don't be angry. It's not the message. I just I should talk to you as your sister in the Lord. Are you upset with me? If we don't, let's stop these things. It's bad behavior. You know, it's at home. They used to train brothers and sisters. This bad behavior is not good. When you sit, you are pressing food. And it annoys me because I see leaders doing it. I see church members doing it. If it's the first time or somebody dies, I'll say, no, no, our ways, after I go learn. But you, that you are a leader, you're not balanced. Say you're pregnant. Who gave you pregnancy? It's okay. It's not today. We're not quarreling. Every day, minister, will go. I try as much as I can every day not to behave like this. But alas, I find myself doing it every day. Forgive me in Jesus' name. Am I forgiven? Praise God. So this whole month we have been discussing fused. So last, my bestie's laughing and I don't know why. Last week Sunday, Pastor Yelmi came and I was almost going to beg him, you know, put my head on his shoulder and say, babes, please, can you just continue this series? Because really, after what he did last week Sunday, what am I coming here to do today? I have no idea. But the Lord is going to help us. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. So last week Sunday, um, I said last week Tuesday, we started talking about the series um, Fused. And um, Pastor Yomi was able to explain to us what it means, the joining together, the coming together. And when we talk about Fused, we talk about the unity, the bonding, the oneness put together in a way that cannot be strict. And if it's strict, can never remain the same how it was before. So today... We're still talking about fused, but we're going to break it down. And we're going to be talking about the unity in the spirit of marriage. You know when we talked about fused, fused is marriage now. This is our marriage month. Is there anybody that does not know that this is our marriage month? We're talking about marriage and relationship, basically. So we're talking about the unity in the spirit. Because you can't achieve fused, the oneness in marriage, without unity in the spirit. Praise God. And then our text scripture, we're going to read it. Ephesians 4. From verse 1 to 3. We read it in the two translations that Pastor Yomi read it last week. Because 
It was flogging myself and my bestie, but we're bearing it. Ephesians 4, 1 to 3, we'll read the message translation, KJV. We'll read the message translation and then we'll read the TPT. I'll be reading TPT first and then message. The way it flogged us last week. Please, projector, help me so we can start from there. They don't want to answer me. Okay. TPT. See, as a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high rank, given to you in your divine calling. That's our GDO. That's our job descriptions as Christians. You're already called to a high rank. So there's no low-ranking officer in this kingdom. Given to you, your divine calling. In case some of you that say you don't know your purpose, you don't know why you're here, there's a divine calling upon your life. He said, with tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love towards one another. Especially, can we all read it? Especially, okay, this side, they did not get, especially, I did not write it though. Because I had to go and check my own Bible in case it was just Pastor Helmi that was trying to preach to me something that, you know. He <laughs> said, especially to those who may try your patience. Verse 3. He said, be faithful to guard the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you in the bonds of peace. Four. I think that's the last one. one. Okay, we stopped at three. One, two, three. Oh, yeah, message. He said, in the light of this, here is what I want you to do while I'm locked up here, a prisoner of the master. I want you to get out there and walk. He said, better yet, run. Run on the roads. Run on the roads God called you to travel. He said, I don't want any of you to, I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. So no laziness, no idleness. I don't want any of you strolling off, no wandering. He said, I don't want any of you strolling up down some road, some, some path that goes nowhere. Go ahead. He said, I mark that you do this with humility and discipline, not in fits and starts, but steadily pouring yourselves out to each other in acts of love. Verse 3. Alert. We're all going to say it together because it's not only me. Oh, yeah. Please, can we read it this side? So all those people that say, I take my time to sort myself out. You know, it's not like I'm keeping malice, but I'm keeping my difference. I'm keeping my distance. It says, (laughs) I I like to keep my peace because, you know, because I don't like confrontation. It says, So if you mend the offense, <clears throat> oh, I said I will not drink water. It is well. So today we're talking about the unity in the spirit. <laughs> and first of all, what is unity? It's a state of being together or at one with somebody or something. It's the state of being together. We can also say that it's a conscious effort 
remember that last week, Pastor Yomi said, make conscious efforts to keep the peace. Make conscious efforts to keep the unity. So today we're saying that unity is a conscious effort to understand each other and then make decisions or take actions. A conscious effort to understand each other and then make decisions and take actions. Unity, as we know, is not sameness. So if you say unity, unity, what's it? It's not sameness. It's not uniformity. It's not being alike. Unity is different. So we can say that being alike, sameness, is that we agree. We think alike. We work alike. We finish each other's statement. But unity is not that. Unity is that we acknowledge that we are different. We have different opinions. But we decide to lay aside our differences and work together to achieve a common goal. That's unity. We understand we are different. Because most times what happens is that people enter into relationship or marriage on the platform of sameness, alike, being, being um, uniform. You know the way when you start falling in love, for those of us that have fallen in love before, at the beginning stage, used to finish each other's statement, right? When he now says, oh, I think we should, he said, can you imagine? And I thought of it this afternoon. Oh, my God. Our hearts just the same. Two hearts that beat as one. That's not unity. You know those things we used to write, after writing, you now put ditto. You know, okay. So, you just know my age now. Old school. <laughs> Sameness is not unity. That we think alike is not unity. Unity is the fact that we understand that we're different, but we put down our differences. And that's why a lot of people, most times when they get into marriage from a relationship like this, and then you find out that your spouse has a different opinion, you say he has changed. No, he didn't change. He's a human being that has different opinion, that has the ability to, you know, decide on what he wants to do. Okay, let's, how do I put it? Let's go. How do we achieve unity? Let's, let's just, let's flow this evening. How do we achieve unity? Genesis, let's go back to the beginning. Genesis 2. You know, I like to go to the beginning. And Pastor K has taught us, say the law of first mention. When you want to know the importance of something, go and check the first time it was mentioned. How do we achieve unity? First thing, Genesis 2.18. Genesis 2.18. It said, I told you, I don't want water. You did not hear. Sorry. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. He said, I will make him a helper that is comparable to him. The Amplified or Amplified Classic said that it's suitable, adaptable, and comparable to him. The first way to achieve unity in marriage is by selection. Pastor M said last week, she said on Sunday, she said that the first step to achieving submission is by selection. That's how you start. And I want to say that the first step to achieving unity in marriage is by selection. It's by who you pick. It's by who you select. So married people who have selected, we are here. There's nothing we can do. The Lord is going to help us. But those who are not yet married, even if you are engagement, a broken engagement is better than a broken so you can. It's by selection. It's by selection. Last, last week, Tuesday, Pastor Yomi told us that there are 
different materials. Abi, he talked about the iron and the copper. And that the way you can achieve, you know, being fused is when they are put together. By the time they put those two together, people who are not engineers like me, we don't know that it's iron and copper that is inside that iron. Abi, that we know that we just see iron. Waiting then take me calm. We not know. We just know that give us iron. It's by the time you now go, people like Pastor Yami now go inside to go and look for what is not lost. And they are looking for the by, I wrote it, by metallic strip to strip it apart. That's how they will now know that there's iron and there's copper on the inside of it. But on itself, whole like that, we just know that this iron is an entity and it is useful for us. A bit, a bit to us, rather. So that's it. First of all, for you to get unity, like I said, is selection. You need to select. Not all materials can, can be fused. Not all materials can be fused. So we can't fuse iron and wood. It won't work. We can't fuse iron and paper. One will burn the other. One will overshadow the other. We can't fuse oil and water. That no matter how you boil it, allow it to settle down. Oil will find its level. Water will find its level. Oil will say, I'm thicker than you. You are too light. Water will say, I'm very fluid. You can't run as fast as I am. They will find their level two different ways. It's the same thing that happens in marriage. It's the same thing that happens in marriage. He said, I will make him a helper that is suitable. See, it's not all helper that is your help. Pastor K said it on Sunday. It can be a helper, I agree. It can be a good help, I agree. But is he your help? Is he your own help? So, this evening I need help. After service, I need to go home. I need help. And then somebody offers to help me. The challenge now is, is this help suitable and comparable to me? Because this help has brought his car. He said, oh, where are you going? I said, I need a ride. He said, oh, let me give you a ride. There's a problem. I agree, I enter. But now, where are you going? He says, going to mainland. I'm going to Aja. Is he my helper? Is he my helper? But is he a help? Is he suitable to me? Are we going to, on this, to the same direction? I'll be towards the same direction. It is a help, but it's not my helper. It is a good help. It's a genuine help, but it's not my helper. And that's the mistake we make most times in marriage. He said, ah, it's a very good sister. I sing, sing. When she sings the Lord, like as Dutchie has sang now. Some people are looking, oh, and we're all falling in spirit. Somebody will think that Dutchie is his helper. Dutchie is not your helper. He's a helper, but not your helper. You and Dutchie have to be going to the same direction have the same mission, have the same purpose, be going towards the same goal for Dutchie to be your helper. Do you understand me? And that's why most times when people get into marriage, it is difficult for the man to understand what he picked. Because first of all, what I picked is not, it's not a helper. It's not helping me. He's not my helper, not a, not, not a help. He's not my helper. Because she wants to help in her, she wants to help herself, not me. 
And the lady is wondering, it's difficult, it's fine difficult to submit because your mission and my mission are not the same. Your direction and my direction are not the same. Pastor said last week Sunday that submission is not difficult. It starts from who you select. Because if both of us have a mission, you will understand as a woman that your mission is to help the man, makes, which makes your own mission a submission to his own. So that way, you know that you are helping him. My mission is sub to his own. If he succeeds, my own mission will su- succeed. But when you are not going to the same way, his mission is not succeeding, your own is not succeeding, we are both upset, we are angry. It starts with selection. And that's why Abraham said to Eliza, his, um, his um, servant, he said, go to my people. Go to my people. Don't select wife for my son from here. Oh. That's why you know that marriage is a serious thing. See, some of us want to select career. We are praying. We are asking God. We want to sow clothes. We know they give any tailor. Oh. That should be that you want to make. You are not giving it to any tailor. You are asking. He said, who, who made this dress for? That's the tailor I want to give. But you want to marry. You pick anyhow. You just say, which one is available? Tumbon, tumbon. You pick. How? Abraham said to Eliza, I said, don't pick wife for my son here. Go back to my place. No matter the distance, go back to my people. When I was about to get married to my husband, I went to see him, to their place. I went to see his family. Then I brought his uncle. I told people before now. The uncle that told me, kneel down and greet me. I've already done like this, sir. It's the best you can do in Ibo land. And I said, put your two knees on the ground. I said, for the love of a woman. <laughs> my two knees went down. I said, it's okay. Let me just be doing this thing. It's this way. The Lord will help me. He said something. He said, I don't know why my son has gone out of our tribe to marry. He said, we're a minority. I need him to marry. I wanted him to marry from our place. And why did he want that? Because he wanted somebody who could teach their children the language the culture. These days, we want to go and marry. You go and pick complete unbeliever and say he's a nice person. This thing I'm telling you, you would think it's a joke. I'm not sure it's up to one month ago that somebody told me this thing. I said, is he born again? He said, not really, but he's a very nice guy. He's a very nice guy. Has the pressure of life come, you will know that niceness is not a fruit of the spirit. And that you cannot survive by niceness. And niceness is relative. Depending on the situation and the thing that hits you. You will know whether niceness can sustain marriage. Niceness is not the foundation by which marriage stands. You will go and pick. Bible says can two work together except they be agreed. Say, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. See, when you read this thing, this Bible is for you. It's not for somebody. It's not storybook. It's for you. It's for living. You will, you will take it literally the way it is. So it starts from you selecting. Because after selecting, you will not get inside and you will not say, I can't take it. You will take it. You have taken it. You will drink it with water. You will swallow it. Take water and digest it. Because you will take it. And that's why we have a lot of people leaving their marriages this time. Because you will not take your time. To look at it and say, are we going on the same journey? Do we have the same mission? 
as he's going to mainland. Am I ready to get to the mainland before I get to Aja? Because Aja is here. Mainland is far. Some of you that are taking you far away from the things that God has called you to do. You can't even, you don't know yourself again. A lot of married women cannot find themselves again because they just ask themselves, what am I doing here in the name of marriage? It started from selection. Who did you select? And I'm not saying the person you selected is bad. I'm just saying that it may not be for you. So now that you are single, choose the one that both of you are going on the same journey. On the same journey, you have the same mission. The same mission. When he said, when, when my husband's uncle said that to me, you know, as I was just thinking about this thing yesterday and today, I said, truly, this man, it's not like he offended me. You know that by, with age, you understand some things I used to tell you before. I was very, I've been very upset at him. Very upset. I said, why will he say it? That he wants to, I should go and marry if he didn't. But now I understand that even me, I most likely may do it. I said, come this side. Come and marry from our place. Because I need to understand what you're saying. I'm sure that what you're going to pass down to the children is the, our culture. Why does God want God, well, um, um, godly marriage? It's for godly seed. So that you will pass down the culture that you have learned. You can't marry unbeliever now. What are you bringing? It's not me that we tell you. The seed. Half cast. <laughs> Half cast. God. Praise God. Praise God. The second reason why um, is the second reason? No. The second way how we can achieve unity is by selflessness. Being selfless. So I think they are all S. First one is selection. The second one is selflessness. Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Um, give me the easy translation. He said, in the way that you live. Uh, should we do one? Okay, let's just do three and four. He said, in the way that you live, do not just try to help yourself. Do not be proud. Instead, respect other people. Think about other people as more important than yourself. Do not think only about the things that you want to do for yourself. Each of you should think also about how you can help other people. I know this one I am saying, so that they will use you, right? Self-love. I did not write Philippians 2. Neither did I write easy translation. I have no hand in the scripture. I was not even born nor created at the point when this thing was written. This is what the Bible says. Your marriage is not just about you. I know that there are three purposes of marriage. Somebody will now say, but there are three purposes of marriage because I have Googled it and I have checked it and I have read the Bible. The three purposes of marriage is one is companionship. So it's me. I have to be there. That companionship is not you companioning yourself. Is that you should be a companion to your partner, to your spouse. Your marriage is way more than your marriage is ministry. The day Pastor M said that to me, it hit me differently. I cried about it because there was a decision I was about, I was about to make. 
She now says your marriage is more than yoga. Your marriage is ministry. So get over it. Okay, so the way she talks to me is not how she talks to you people. Because me, I stubborn. So if she talks to me the way she talks to you people, I'm not going to hear it. So the way she talks to me is different. She will just say, get over it, Ogo. Your marriage is ministry. And she knows that I love Jesus. So once they bring Jesus into the matter, we will take a step back and start thinking and considering it. So because Pastor M is not here, I'm going to tell you that your marriage is more than you. Get over it. Your marriage is ministry. It's way more than you. It's not just about you. It's not about the things you will get. It's not just about your feelings. Oh, he doesn't treat me right. It's not just about you. Pastor K read us a scripture on Sunday. He said, just in case you have a bad spouse, he said, you behave well so that by your good conduct, you may be able to convert him. Oh, he doesn't respect me. Thank you. Please, he doesn't love me. Thank you, be respecting him. Do your own. Until your own obedience is complete, you cannot avenge disobedience. Start to do these things. Start to strive. See, the scripture said, he said, make all efforts by all means possible. Do everything you can to maintain the unity. To maintain the unity. So it's not just about, it's not about the things you want. Oh, he doesn't respond to me. Oh, he doesn't. That's fine. See, we're inside it already. How do we move on? How do we make it better? How do we make it better? Most times when couples come and they are saying, you know, have issues, and they're saying, now I can't, I, see, the first thing I ask, because I don't have, my tolerance level for rubbish is very, it's very short. So I ask, do you want this marriage to work? Are you ready? If you are ready for it to work, then we can talk. If you are still telling me, I don't know, then you are not ready. Because I'm not going to waste my time to try to convince you about something you are not ready to do. So I'm talking to those who are ready to do kingdom marriage. If you're ready to do kingdom marriage, let's have conversation. If you're not ready to do kingdom marriage, you can go to Insta blog and Instagram and collect your advice from there. But if you are ready to do kingdom marriage, you have to be selfless. You need to understand that it's not just about me. There's a reason, there's a higher purpose to my marriage. There's a higher calling to me being here. Yes, sometimes it will pain me. It's not easy. Am I telling you that it's easy? Never. No and never. Apostle Paul said it. He said you will have problem in your flesh. It will pain you. There are times when you will cry. There are times when you want to hold your spouse like this and slam him against the wall. And if you cannot, you are waiting for the person to sleep. You will use pillow and just press him a little bit and say, so some, you know, I mistakenly lay down on you. But you will understand. I don't know why you are laughing. You should be laughing at yourself. I don't know why you're laughing. But you will understand that your marriage is way beyond you. Way beyond you. Way beyond you. There's godly seed to be raised. There's godly seed to be raised. There's a purpose of God concerning your marriage. There are people looking up to you. That's, oh, if you can stay in marriage, I will stay. You will not know. It's when we all get to heaven. That they will show us. It's when we all get to heaven. Because the person is passing you. They have not come to tell you that you have been an inspiration or your marriage is an inspiration. And they will not say, oh, couple go. They're not going to say, buddy, they pay you for their way you day. But because of God, because he has said it, you are there. He said, keep the peace. 
He said, consider others. At some point, let go of your own wishes and do that of your spouse. It's not only you. I know I'm, I'm a career person. I can't, I can't, I can't put myself down. You, I, can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. He already knows now. She knows. She knows me. She knows. I can't. This is how I, I'm wired like this. Who wired you? Where's the electrician? You can be rewired. The Holy Spirit will rewire you. You can be rewired. Who wired you like that? Who says you can't change? My temperament, you know, my temperament, I'm very choleric. So I speak my mind. I don't take until calm down. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And he will tell you what to do. There are times when he will say, keep quiet. The Holy Spirit will say, it's not time to talk. Keep quiet. Pastor Key said on Sunday, literally, what marriage is, is that the man and the woman comes to the altar and they die. Ah, they die. Ask me about that dying. You die. You die to self. You die. Eh? You are not alive. You can't. You think it's easy to love somebody as Christ loved the church? You can't now. Can you love as Christ loved the church and gave himself? For Imagine this church. Can you die for this church? Because some people are not greeting you and you want to go and I will not die for you because even the way I die for you and you, you there's a way you dress and pass. I say, is this what I died for? He said, love the wife regardless of her behavior. Because when we're, when we're in love, all of us are, we're, you know, we're doing the things and we're believing, we're coping. When we now enter inside house, that's when you will know that some things are just not the way they are supposed to be. He said, love her to the point that Christ overlooked everything and died for the church. You think it's easy? Because men, human beings naturally are selfish. And then I hear that men have a different degree of selfishness. So a man will not look at himself. So I won't die for you. Woman often. And uh, move away. Let me pick something else. Uh, you can't. Instead, let's not marry. Let me, let me be myself. Let me just walk and be okay. And they say, give yourself. And he agrees to do it. And they said, the wife submits. Pastor he taught us on Sunday. He said the woman is a turbo engine. The truth of the matter is, the way you are thinking as a woman, as in, when you're asking the question, you know the answer. You already know what you want. Sometimes when we're asking our own, we're complaining to our husbands. It's not that we need their input. We just need somebody to listen to us. Ah, pastor used to do that to me that time. He said, hey, just end it now. So it's not what I'm telling you. Just calm down. Let me explain my frustration to you. Just hold me and say it to me. It's okay, it's okay. That's all I need. It took him a while to understand it because then his own is, if it's a problem, let's solve it. It's not yet a problem. I'm just explaining and expressing my frustration to you. And then a woman is able to, she knows the answer, but the Holy Spirit says, calm down. She knows the solution. She knows what she wants to do. And the man says, I'm thinking, or I'm not ready, or hold on. And time is passing. And Holy Spirit says, wait. I don't know about you. Maybe the phlegmatic ones, the calm ones. I'm very choleric. I would have done it. I have one slogan that the Holy Spirit is helping me change. And that is, ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Because that permission is, eh? 
You ask for permission if they now say wait. So let me do it now. When I do it, I'll now say, ah, I'm sorry. Did I know? I can never hurt you knowingly. I apologize. Ah, it took me a while to realize that that's my apologize. It's not really, it's not, it's not humility, it's not subjection. Oh, oh, Holy Spirit say, calm down, learn it. Ah. Have you ever been upset that your chest is spinning you physically? You want to do something. It's like Pepe. He said, but babes, look at this thing. This and this and this. He said, eh, I don't think so. How are you not seeing this thing that this one plus one is two? He said, it's possible that. Is this up to one? Like, I don't understand it. And the Holy Spirit says, submit. Calm down. Stay. Wait. You want to respond to him. He says, don't talk. Ah, I have your answer. I have your response. He said, don't talk. That's literally dying. Like, you are not there again. You tell yourself that, not me, Lord. There are times when I've come and I'm like, Lord, Holy Spirit, take over. Holy Spirit, take over. I can't do this. You will die to self. You will realize that it's not just about it. It's not you. Calm down. Calm down. Stand down. It's not you. Calm down. Take it easy. Take it easy. The third thing, how to achieve unity in marriage, for me, which is one of, you know, my favorites, is by the spirit. It's by the spirit. See, you cannot do this thing by your flesh. You can't do it on your own. It's by the spirit. Philippians 2. Let's read one and two, one to three, I think. Yes, one to three. So let's do the easy and the C-E-V. Easy. They say, you belong to Christ and he makes you brave. His love makes you strong. You are able to help one another because his spirit is in you. He said, you can be kind to each other and you can forgive each other too. He said, because of that, this is how you make me completely happy. In your mind, think about the things in the same way as one another. Love one another completely in your spirit. Agree with one another and work together for the same purpose. You can't do this thing except by the spirit. Please give me, um, I think it's Ephesians 4.3. Give me the CEV version. It said, try your best to let God's spirit keep your hearts united. Do this by living at peace. Let God's spirit keep your heart united. You can't do this by yourself. The Holy Spirit will have to guide you. He will have to tell you that it's time to move. It's time to be calm. It's time not to say anything. It's time to suggest. It's time to allow what you have suggested to come, you know, go um, take roots on the inside. It's the Spirit of God that will tell you. It's the Spirit of God that will say to the man, love your wife, regardless. Yes, you are upset, but love her. He said, I said, love her like... Because it's the one that has to be whispering to you. If not, the cares of this world will tell you. You look at it and say, like I'm done. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to do this again. It's the Spirit of God that will tell you, calm down, my son. Calm down. Calm down. Let me talk to you. He'll say, come. Have fellowship with me. He'll say, come outside. Come and pray. Come and pray. It's the Spirit of God. 
And by the time you're done praying, he would have told you what to do and how to calm yourself down. He's the one that would tell the, the woman, he says, take it easy, don't say anything. He says, move like this, turn like this, sit here, it's time to move. We can't do this on our own. We can't do this on our own. You can't do this on your own. He's the one that will tell you practical steps to take in order to achieve this unity. Practical steps. Shebina have just made. He's the one that will tell you practical steps to take. When we first got married, I can keep my. You see, malice because he gives me peace. I just keep you quiet. Then I didn't used to call him malice. I say it's quiet. I need space. I just keep you quiet, like I need my space, and that thing can discomfort my husband because. It's the both of us. We're each other's best friend. We became friends and then best friends. So he does not have friends. I lost my friends to him or because of him. So when we're not talking, I can keep quiet and stay on my own. It's disturbing him. So he will now say, what did I do? I say, what did you do? He <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I say, for what? <laughs> what did you do? Ah, <laughs> One day the Holy Spirit say, you are losing him. You are losing him. He will soon start keeping quiet. He could quiet. So when he now keeps quiet, ah, it's the end of the matter. So when he now keeps quiet, I will now go to meet him. I'll say, I'm sorry. He say, okay. I'll say, you'll be oracle. You know, I call it sorry. Ma bring Fanta. What's the matter? Do you need eggs? <laughs> Because truly, when we first go, maybe because I'm the first, everybody tells me sorry now. The only person I tell sorry is my parents, my mother, my mommy, I'm sorry. That, I, I'm my dad's favorite child, so I didn't have to apologize to him for any reason. It's only my mother. I say, mommy, I'm sorry. But every other person tells you. Oh. So he entered me like, I should be the one they should be telling sorry. You know, I, I don't know how to, but let, give me time to settle. Give me, Holy Spirit say, you are, you are, are, you, are you joking? Are you, he has gone. You want him to go. And that's see them. See, sometimes eh, you have a good thing. You will make the right choice. You have the same mission. You are moving in the same direction. And like Pastor Yomi said last week, he said marriage is a living thing. If you don't water it, if you don't water it, if you don't nurture it, if you don't tend to it and feel like, oh, it's growing now, we are, we are doing well. We are doing well. He will come around. It will die. It will die and you will not know. There's something called drift in marriage. You start drifting, you don't know. You think that everything is okay, you start drifting. By the time you realize that you have drifted, it's now irreconcilable differences. Now lie. You would have been able to reconcile it, but you were blind and you were deaf and you did not allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. You did not allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. So at some point, we both had to borrow our self-sense. I had to start agreeing to him, small, small. Okay. I fed. Let me tell you, part of the practical ways that the Holy Spirit taught me and us to deal with this whole thing. One is effective communication. If there's something that my husband and I have is we talk. Ah, we can gist for, see gist. We can gist for hours. That's why they asked me one question during well man. If you are a counselor and you tell somebody something, should they tell your husband? I say, what do you want me to answer you? What we do in marriage is what? 
Because I'm not going to tell you that it's good or it's bad. There's something we do in marriage, and that's what we talk. Muslim and I talk as if we can sit down here, as I'm sitting here, he's sitting here. We have talked about everybody in this church with I. We have laughed, we have smiled, we have finished everything. We have a full conversation about you. And when we're together, we talk. When we know that we're still having issues is when we're no more talking. He comes back, he's tired, me, I'm for two days we have not talked. I was just saying, guy, wait till they happen. You don't, you don't start happy. You want to start, sir. You want to start, sir. You're not saying, oh, no, I've just been tired. Okay, how's your day been? How's your day? All those. <laughs> we talk. We talk about everything and anything. There's not, in fact, before we even stay, before we got married now, we talked about everything. I say, this marriage is intertribal. What if I no born? He say, you will have children. I say, what if? I'm an evil girl. I no come born. What will you say? He said, I'm not marrying for children. I say, what if? He said, we'll adopt. I knew that we were going in the same direction. Because me, I'm off adoption. I love children. So as he said, we'll adopt, I say, okay. Single people, you will not ask questions. You will just go on date and be eating. Or be talking something else. You will not ask questions. I asked him. I said, what if I give birth to girls? My mother gave birth to five girls before my brother came. And I know the hell she went through. I said, what if it's only girls? He said, fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with girls. I, I love girls. I said, thank you, sir. But I'm going to burn a boy because I'm an Igbo girl. So when you burn boy, burn girl, your two legs don't settle for... I, see, I, I talked. Sir, what do you want to do? The only conversation we didn't really talk about is where we are at now. You know, you know where we are at now. The place we are living, we talked about it. When we didn't have anything, we are in the hostel. He, was, he had his own hostel, I had my own. We, were, we talked, where do we want to live? How do we want to bring up our children? What kind of school would they attend? The only thing we said that did not happen was that all our children would be born abroad. But alas, when the money came, the last one was born abroad and he's going to carry all his siblings abroad. <laughs> now, now, no, because I've tried for you people. He said what he wanted. He said he wanted to work in an oil company. He wanted to have a family. He was going to be a pastor. I said, I'm not marrying pastor. He said, no, 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 it's not that type. But alas, that's what I'm telling you. That's where we are now. We talked about every single thing. Talked about everything. What kind of person are you? I say, I, I tried him now. Anger. I will do something. I'm waiting for him to react. Somebody will come to me and say, you know, he gets upset a bit, but when I'm around, he doesn't do it. And you, 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 you will soon be the object of the anger. He said it last week. We play, we talk, we're doing something. I just said, I'll go. I, I say even in the exam, you can't give me body. You can't give me body because you give me body today, tomorrow, Nagba. I say you can't give, you can't, you don't try. It's not a joke. I said don't joke. I left him that day, I went home. He realized that, that play, you know if you try, you can't, no, no, you can't do it. But you, they'll give body, you'll say, no. <laughs> Why? And then you come into the marriage and you don't want to keep the unity that you started. It starts from yourself. How you started it, that's what you're going to do. So we talk a lot. We talk a lot. Excuse me, sir. It's your talk that brought her to your side. 
Continue the talk. Continue the talk. It's what you said that made her follow you. According to Pastor Yomi, when you had no reference, she followed you. Continue the talk. The second thing we do is that we spend time together. We, we stay together. I will hold him. Sometimes I only we hold me. We are together. We spend time. To, that thing he said about literally touching. When I'm upset and vibrating, in those days when I used to, when I was not very born again, I will be vibrating. He will come from the back and hold me. I will be shaking. He will. So now it's easy. If I'm upset, I just stretch my hand and I hold him. I say, babe, that thing you did, I don't like it. Eh, okay. And it did not come easy, oh. This thing I'm telling you did not come easy. It came from me dying to self. I told you the kind of person I am, Abby. It came from me dying to self. And I'm sure it did not come easy for him because he'll be thinking that, hey, what's wrong with this human being? What did I pick? <laughs> but we both agreed when we're getting married that they want us so in this marriage. So we cannot disappoint ourselves. We have entered the house. We have thrown the key outside. So anything we see here, we have to deal with it. And we have to be happy while at it. I can't lie to you. I have a happy marriage. I am happy. Very happy. Did he look like he was going to make me happy when I started? Maybe not because both of us did not have any form of comeliness. But we are here now. The last thing that we do together that has helped us to maintain the unity of our marriage is that we pray together. Ah, we pray together. We pray together. And it's not easy because my husband is a morning person. By 3 a.m. he's awake. That's when me, I'm going to sleep because I'm a night crawler. But we make that, we pray together. Like, we're always, you know when Pastor says that you live a life of prayer, not have a prayer life. I, we have a life of prayer. So it's a case of at any point where we meet, as it hurts, we're dealing with it. We pray together. Oh, babes, we need to do this thing. He has sent me scriptures. Oh, he has done this. I've sent him scriptures. I've sent him this thing. We're praying. We, are, we pray together. We're always in sync. I know what he's believing God for. Because I'm the helper. Now. Am I not supposed to help him to achieve it? I know what he's believing God for. He knows where I am with God and what I'm believing God for. And we are praying together. I don't leave the house without his blessing. Never. I don't, like, even when he travels, we'll call. So we're about to go. Pray for us. Bless us. As he's blessing his children, I'm his first daughter. He has to, oh, bless me. Because I can't bless the other children and leave me. I'm, I'm, his, I'm his child, so I'm his responsibility. And Pastor Keith said, when you tell a man that you are equal with him, he's competition. I tell him that, sir, I can't do it. You have to help me to do it. I can't sustain myself by myself. Help me to sustain me. It has helped us to maintain the unity of our home. So by these three things, I want to believe that you have been blessed this evening. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's rise on our feet. And then take just a minute to begin to pray.